the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. Oh, Kofi trying to find it. Kofi free. Kofi. When we talk all things wrestling from the WWE, we already saved WWE. NXT, Belair goes for the cover. Lateral press hooks a leg. New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. Now here is your host, Tracy, aka Smiley. What the fuck is up, everybody? This is your girl, Miss Smiley, and welcome back to the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. Now, this, I'm going to have to say, it's like my take two on this episode, because unfortunately, I already recorded this episode, but when I went to go edit it the next day, something happened with the laptop that I actually record on, and the whole entire file became corrupted. And nothing was salvageable. I couldn't save any of the episode. And I was so upset because I did a whole entire review of Paradigm Pro Wrestling's No Hook episode one. And I was like, yes, this is about to be a bomb ass episode. And then everything came corrupted. I cried for like two hours. And I was like, fuck it. We're not going to have an episode today. But then shit happened today. Well, maybe about 20 minutes ago, it's now Thursday early morning. It's like one in the morning on a Thursday night. And we all basically just got worked. So before I get into Paradigm Pro Wrestling, No Hook Episode 1, I just wanted to shout out Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Um, They are looking for sponsors for their uh, UWFI Contender Series. If you want to be a sponsor, please go to their Twitter at Paradigm Pro Wrestling. I think there's a Twitter. If it isn't, please don't kill me. (laughs) Yeah, it's Paradigm Pro Wrestling. They are looking for sponsors for their UWFI uh, Contender Series. I know they have a couple spots available if you want to be a sponsor for that show please go and message them so before i get to you know no hook episode one let's go ahead and talk about what the fuck just happened on twitter so basically today nxt was you know live and then afterwards we've seen that kyle o'reilly was being stretched out uh to the back and fans in attendance thought that he had a seizure because we all know that Kyle is a type one diabetic. So a fan said that he had a seizure and you know, a lot of us are big Kyle Riley fans. So we're just putting our hearts out there for him saying, you know, uh, we hope that he's okay and all this shit. And then suddenly, of course, the dirt, she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> they did their reporting and find out, nope, this whole thing was an entire work. It was a work. So basically, we all got worked. His co-workers got worked. We all thought that he actually had a seizure. No, the man was fine. It was all part of a goddamn storyline. We just got worked by WWE. Ugh, God, that company makes me so upset sometimes. Anyway, so let's talk about indie wrestling. So let's talk about Paradigm Pro Wrestling's No Hook. Now, let's not forget the freaking crazy genius that is Jay Rose helped write and produce this whole entire thing. So let's get into it and jump into episode one. So we started with a very interesting opener to the show. So we hear Jay Rose and he's talking about he's talking to someone. We don't know who this person is. Is he a detective? Is he a cop? We don't know, but he's asking a lot of questions about Jay Rose. He's asking questions about what happened at No Hook. And Jay Rose is just like, a lot of things happen here that I cannot get into. So it's like, basically, like, they don't show faces. It's just the audio. And it's awesome. I like the way they're setting it up. It's just, oof, it's, oof. It, it gets you, it gets you hooked. So then after Jay Rose uh, is talking to this whatever, this guy is supposed to be, detective, cop, I don't know what he is, we go into episode one. We um, hear Jay Rose explaining that unfortunately both Glitch and Chase Holiday were not able to make it to the tapings. Glitch unfortunately has the virus and Chase Holiday. Well, we have no idea what happened to Chase Holiday, but unfortunately, he cannot hold, well, he won't be able to be there. So, we have to have someone be the interim, uh, we have to crown 
someone for the interim title for the Midwest Territory chain. Uh, you know, much to the number one contender who was Calvin Tankman's displeasure. Uh, we also learned that Myron Reed said he was not wrestling until he wrestled Don't Die Miles. And of course, everyone is like, what? Miles? And Myron's like, yeah. And he goes on and on about how great Miles is. We all know how great Don't Die Miles is, okay? We all know that. But of course, there's some people in attendance who's like, Oh, I know what you're doing. You only want to wrestle Don't Die Miles because he's that much. He's not that much of a threat. And of course, Myron tells that person to shut the fuck up. Myron is always in this goddamn series telling somebody to shut the fuck up. Like, goddamn. <laughs> Myron talks a whole lot of shit, okay? But, you know, he should because he can back that shit up. That man's fucking, my God. I mean, it's fucking amazing. Myron Reed is fucking amazing. He's fucking amazing. Okay, just ugh. anyway. So uh, the first match of the night we see uh, was the Paradigm debut for the Kimono King, Mister Xavier Faraday. He's amazing. And of course, his also his opponent was also making his Paradigm Pro Wrestling debut. Was the only the one the only the Suplex Assassin, Alex Kane. Now I didn't know who to root for in this match because I love them both. I love them both. I'm not gonna sit here and bullshit. I love them both. Okay, Alex Kane, amazing fucking wrestler. Xavier Faraday, also fucking amazing. It was it was great. Uh, Faraday got him with some you know fast strikes. Uh, flipped out of a German suplex to land a kick. Um, he counters Kane's assault with a popped up drop kick. Launched off the ropes like a goddamn missile. Ugh, it was it was fucking fantastic. But of course, um, we finished the match with a uh, Kane dropped him with an X-Plex and finished the match with the mark of Kane. Faraday came out looking great. Okay, the both of these guys came out of here looking absolutely strong and, and it was great. It was great. So then we had the creature feature, which was uh, the team made up of Lazarus and Adriel knocked. I'm not gonna try to say your name, bro. I don't want to fuck it up. Um, they went against the Detroit Punk, uh, Nolan Edwards and Mitch Hewitt. Um, uh, it was I never seen Creature Feature, but I love me some Nolan, so you know I had to watch. But Creature Feature actually got the win, and we see Nolan and um. Mitch actually, you know, come apart just a little tiny bit. Um, they started fighting and we get a match, uh, not a match, but you know, just to, they were fighting a little bit. They didn't look like they were very heavy, not heavy. I'm sorry. <laughs> they didn't look like they were very happy after the end of the match. Nolan was pissed. Mitch was pissed. It was not a good night. So then we have Jody come in. And Jody, oh, sorry, not Jody, not yet, sorry. But Jody did have a match. Jody had a match against Billy Starks for the uh, Party Hard Party Monster title. Now, this is the first time I've ever seen Jody the Wrestler wrestle, and I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Billy Starks, amazing. But unfortunately, this was Jody's first defense of that title. But unfortunately. Fortunately, Billy actually beat him and became the champ. Became yeah, became the party hard party monster title holder. I felt bad for Jody. That was your first defense, and you lost the title, bro. So then, after he lost the match, Jody was on the Indiana Kentucky border. You know, near the, the Indiana Kentucky border, and he started questioning. Uh, a mysterious voice promising that they can make everything better and that if he said yes they would make sure that he would win every single one of his matches 
if he puts something of personal value up each time and he pledged his undying loyalty to that mysterious person, they would make the deal. Now, Jody was a little hesitant at first, but I guess he didn't want to leave the mysterious alley a, what they call a twink failure. So he decided to say yes, and we go from there. So then after, after that, we see um, the money man, Ken Broadway, um, go against Charles Mason, wrestling's Hannibal Lecter, versus the shooter weight, Yoya, and the ghetto samurai, Nolo Katana. This was a crazy ass match, let me fucking tell you. Holy shit. I love me some Ken Broadway. I love me some Yoya. I had never seen this ghetto samurai. I was I was getting my entire life. I was getting a little bit of, you know, Samurai Jack vibes to it. And I was loving it. I was fucking loving it. And then Charles Mason scares the fuck out of me, okay? That man is fucking scary. Now I don't want to hear anyone else say shit, okay? Charles Mason, scary fucking man. Fucking scary. But goddamn, could that motherfucker wrestle. And he pulled off his pants. The way he pulled off his pants, I was like, ah! Yeah, uh, sorry. Sorry, babe. But yes, I loved it. The match was utterly insane. Like, I couldn't take my eyes off of it for less than two seconds. Like, I didn't want to stop watching. I didn't want to blink. This was just an insane, insane match. But, of course, the one, the only Ken Broadway money man himself got the upper hand and got the win, baby. Oh, man, it was so fuck. <coughs> I'm sorry. It was so fucking good. Man, it was so good. So then afterwards, we hear the voice of the... Heavy hitter title holder, the one and only Hoofbutt Mo Atlas, saying that he wanted to challenge um, Hardway Heater because he had been bullying poor Don't Die Miles. So he said that he wanted a match with him, a hardcore match, no DQ. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> when I tell you I was clutching my pearls for about this entire fucking match I I uh, I was scared <laughs> I was scared anytime Hoodfoot is in a no DQ match I'm usually watching from the floor of my apartment or from a corner of my couch me just clutching everything I can because that motherfucker goes hard in every single one of his matches like he god the things that big man can do I I would have never thought a man of his size or his stature can do things like that. There was slaps used, there were doors used. I was just, yeah, uh, <laughs> this is just, mm. it was, it was, it was, oh god, it was so good. But I was just, I was scared, man. I was scared. A lot of palm strikes, a lot of clotheslines. Uh, fucking hood foot hit him with his goddamn finisher that is called It Came From The Hood. I know y'all like to call it a pump handle driver or something like that. No, it is called It Came From The Hood. So, of course, hood foot hit him with the It Came From The Hood and it ended the entire goddamn motherfucking match. And he is still your motherfucking champion, bitch. So, after that, you know... Uh, so now I had to like rewatch that episode at least two, three times because there's a lot of, you know, from what J. Rose said, every second matters and every message has a clue. Observe the details and pay attention. Cheer your favorites and ask the questions. So I am just like, okay, put my detective hat on, put my conspiracy board up with all the strings on it. I'm going to go full conspiracy theorist and... I, I, I don't know. After episode one, I was just like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I didn't, I don't, I still don't know. I, even after watching it, you know, a couple times, I'm just like, okay, J-Rose, what, what in the goddamn clue shit are you up to? Because I, I'm no detective. I'm not good with shit like that. Like, I'm not even good with puzzles that, like, you know, where's Waldo? I hate shit like that. It gives me a headache. So, me trying to figure out 
you know, the detective shit, I'm just like, what happened? Like, what the fuck is going on? So that was episode one. So let's go ahead and jump into episode two. So we open the episode with Clucky trying to get into his house. And uh, Mikey is uh, grounded. Unfortunately, uh, Mikey has to be at Paradigm Pro Wrestling in a couple weeks. But unfortunately, Mikey said that he's um, grounded because he decided to um, use his dad's credit card to buy some OnlyFans premium content. But you can totally just go ahead and download mine. Um, go to... Uh, smiley uh, onlyfans.com backslash uh, smiley the wow card yeah sorry shameless plug anyways so Mikey is locked up um, basically in the house can't go anywhere and uh, Clucky is trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and why can't Mikey come out and uh, next door I guess we have a lizard man uh I guess he was in the OJ trial, and that's how some of the evidence got, uh, I don't know, (laughs) a lizard man, Uh, allegedly, that's where all the OJ evidence went, allegedly, I'm putting air quotes here, people, allegedly, so then we open the show with said guy asking about why Clucky was not able to be in tag team wrestling, uh, He's supposed to be in a tag team with his stepbrother, but his stepbrother got grounded even though he is a fully grown man and past the age of ever getting grounded. And and Clucky just shows up anyway because his neighbor by the name of Tad Croakley told him to because he's a frog detective from what this anonymous voice is saying but of course jay rose says that's that's wrong it's totally wrong he's not a frog detective he is a space detective allegedly well yes uh, from what jay rose is saying he is a space detective and jay rose also says from the shit that went down at the note hook tapings he can start to believe anything that has happened so then the anonymous voice goes on to ask, geez, man, what was in the water down there? And basically, J. Rose is like, I don't know, man, but he feels like something is cursed, that he's cursed and that somebody is out to get him. So then the anonymous voice goes and asks him why he feels that way. And he says, and I quote, yes, I literally wrote everything down, J. Rose. Like, I literally wrote all this down. I had to listen to it at least two, three times to actually write everything down. So what he said was, and I quote, while the fact is, my most dependable roster member and his Android roommate were absent due to what has only been described as, I think he said it was a virus, um, the fact that Jody is talking to s- people of European dialect on in the alleyway of the Indiana-Kentucky border, and the fact for whatever reason, somehow this private mobile app that he thought would make his life easier has actually secretly been recording conversations without the roster's permission. And that just landed him in this office, which is nine to 12 hours away in distance from Indianapolis because they think that he did something wrong. Now, after he said this, I was like, this is a clue. This is a clue. This is a goddamn clue. So I decided to do some research. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I first searched up since they said they were on the border of Indiana and Kentucky. And that's not far at all from Indianapolis to Kentucky. That's maybe like four or five hours drive. So then I started looking at other places. I looked at Tennessee. That's like five hours. That's not far enough. So No, yeah, it wasn't far enough. So then I'm like, all right, let me try Georgia. Mm, still not far enough. Then I went all the way down to Jacksonville. That was too far. That's 13 hours. So I was like, all right, let me try straight down. So then I have two answers right now. Right now, I only have two answers. Right now, I have Alabama because that's exactly nine hours or or they are here in Florida and Tallahassee. Tallahassee because that is technically 12 hours away from Indianapolis I don't know if I'm right I I don't know but that's the only ones that I can think of that are 9 to 12 hours away from Indianapolis okay I am no genius I am no math look I'm not good at this shit I'm really not so that's the only two guesses that I have as for right now and that's driving by the way these are all driving I don't think they're flying because you know COVID so I think they're driving so if they are 9 to 12 hours away from Indianapolis I think either he Jay Rose and this mysterious voice is in Alabama 
or somehow, some way, they got all the way to Tallahassee, aka the panhandle of this here state that I am in, which is in Florida. So then the anonymous voice goes, you know, that he never said that he did anything wrong. And J. Rose says, well, then let me go. And then the anonymous voice said, not, not until we get some um get some answers and that everything that Jay Rose says has a very valuable answer like saying that uh Chase and Glitch who you shouldn't be calling an android despite what you think of his personality and Jay Rose goes to tell that he is an android and that he's an artificial being and pretty much home how dare you and that he has a great personality and he is great at video games. And they go on and on about this conversation. So then after that, we get a match. So we get EMS, which is made up of Big Beef, uh, Gnarls Garvin, and Connolly versus the Awesome Odyssey, which is Chris Copeland and Jack Andrews. Now, this match did not last very long. This was basically a squash. This was a, a horrible squash of a match. Poor Awesome Odyssey got squashed by EMS. I think EMS stands for Eat My Shit. I think that's what they stand for. I'm not going to sit here and be perfect and all that, but I think that is what they stand for, which is eat my shit. So then after that, uh, Don't Die Miles finds Chris Copeland and tells him about his match and don't be, you know, don't look so, you know, upset. Don't be upset about it that they did great. So then Myron walks in and trying and is trying to coerce uh, Awesome Odyssey into trying to get them to join Myron. And that, you know, if you surround yourself with losers, you're always going to be a loser, blah, blah, blah. And that you should get, you know, with the winners, who is me. So then Nakeem, poor Nakeem, who is Don't Die Miles' trainer, basically says that him and Miles have the same amount of wins in Paradigm Pro Wrestling, which means that Nakeem has none. And Myra tells him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so then um, Flash Thompson walks in. And starts talking in the third person again. And that um, Flash Thompson, uh, uh, sorry, Miles uh, starts, you know, talking back to uh, Flash Thompson. And Flash Thompson says, you know what, you know, they should have a match, but not against him. Uh, Someone of his protege, his name is uh, Sam Beal. And, of course, Miles says, you know what? I'll be Sam Beal. I'll be you. And then I'll be Myron. And I'll become the champion of this company. So, then, you know, after uh, Flash Thompson basically says, like, you're on. And walks off. Myron, again, is trying to get Awesome Odyssey to join him. And Awesome Odyssey basically says, nah, we're good. We don't want to join with a jackass. (laughs) And Myron says, you know, well, the deal is still, you know, up if you guys change change your mind uh, change your mind the deal is still there and of course they didn't say anything so Nakeem poor Nakeem just he keeps talking and Myron keeps telling him to shut the fuck up <laughs> so then we get Sam Beal I think match of this whole entire episode the best match Sam Beal versus Don't Die Miles now when I first saw Sam Beal I'm not gonna lie I saw his hair. Okay, look, Sam, if you're listening, I, it's, I'm, I talk about everyone's hair. Okay, I'm kind of a hair person. I'm a girl who wore weave her entire, well, still has, basically has worn weave her entire fucking life. Okay, so when I first saw your hair, I was like, dear Lord, have mercy. What is he putting in that goddamn head of his that's keeping his curls so flouncy and bouncy and it's making it look so nice, not greased up? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm really looking at it and I'm just like, goddamn, like that hair looks just like, you know, the weed that I used to have back in my back in the day when I used to have, you know, back when I used to have curls in my head before I started doing braids, I had crochet braids, which is basically like putting like fake curls into like basically crochet braids. Let me take a pause to talk about braids and talk about hair for like two seconds. Crochet braids is basically when you braid up my whole entire head and you use a crochet wand and you crochet the curl or the braid or whatever we have into my braid. And that's basically what it is. Basically, I had a whole head of curls, but technically my hair was braided. What I have right now, it's not braided. It's box braids. It's hair that's actually twisted into my a strand of my hair. 
It's not braids. Anyway, back to wrestling. Sam Beal's hair, it was beautiful, luxurious, and it reminded me of my crochet braids, my crochet curls. Okay? It was great. This match. Oh, my fucking God. Miles put on a goddamn banger of a fucking match. Both of these men put on a fucking banger of a fucking match. I was so proud of Miles. When he won, I just screamed at the top of my lungs. I was so excited because y'all know Miles is like a little brother to me. So I always take care of Miles. No brother fucking what. If anyone's bullying him, but anyone's talking shit about him on the Twitter universe, I'll be the first one to jump in and be wanting to fight. Okay? Like, basically, me and Miles are from the same city. So I automatically was like, nope, take him under my wing. I'm not going to let anything happen to this kid. No, 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 no. Not here, not now, not in front of me. No, 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 ma'am. So then after that banger of a match, uh, we have Billy who is looking for her scrunchie and Sandra Moore pops up and helps her find her scrunchie and starts talking to her about, you know, fate and destiny and space. And in the background, you can hear a freaking great ass hip-hop beat that was made by one of our own uh if y'all know calvin tankman i didn't know calvin tankman made beats that shit was dope that beat went hard bro that was the shit so then you know she keeps going on and on about you know fate and you know destiny led her and billy to this time here right now in this hallway and in comes nolan and is telling billy not to believe a word sandra says and Nolan's just like, you know, she's bullshitting you. She's a liar. And that, you know, they've known each other since Nolan was in the impact zone and that they used to be friends and now they are not. So something happened between Nolan and Sandra. So then Sandra goes on by saying, you know, that he has, you know, a lot in front of him and that he has a, a lot, you know, to not look forward to but you know that he has right now and that the way he's going if he keeps going the way that he is he is going to lose it all and basically telling Nolan to be careful that he is in jeopardy of losing everything and Nolan's just like man whatever you know I'm not gonna believe her and it te- and basically tells Billy that if you are you know with her do not hang out with me and walks the fuck off and Sandra tells Billy that she'll be, you know, she'll, that, that she has a match and that, you know, they will talk later. So we get a match versus Sandra Moon versus Miss Kayla Cassidy, AKA she is in your father's wet dreams. I was like, yes, motherfucking ma'am. You fucking tell them. Yes, the fuck you are in someone's father's wet ass dreams. Yes, bitch. Yes work i love me some women's wrestling this was a good match and of course sandra moon comes out on top so then we get another audio recording because apparently this app that j rose gave to everyone to use for the no hook episodes is apparently listening in on everyone's conversations so jody is in this room talking to whatever it is to himself or to this entity that he met behind an alleyway on the Indiana Kentucky border and Xavier Xavier Faraday walks in and Jody is you now is frightened by Xavier and tries to get Xavier to go away and to you know he doesn't want to blurb out his secret and that you know Xavier is trying to tell him like you know look you can tell me your secret I just you know got here paradigms like a a breath of fresh air so like you know if you tell me your secret who who am I gonna tell so then Jody goes on to tell Xavier what happened that fateful day <laughs> in an alleyway in the back or sorry in the back of an alley on the Indiana Kentucky border and shows him what this object is and Xavier is like Jody, that's Chester, and Jody cuts him off before you can finish figuring out what it is. So then out comes Jeffrey, who is um, Jody's opponent in this match. Uh, sorry, his name is Jeffrey John. And Jeffrey's basically telling Jody that he ain't shit and that he's just going to wipe the floor with him and that this is just going to be an easy match. So Jody is ready and hyped for this match. So before the match starts, Jody actually pulls out a 
what looks like an not an elbow pad, but like an elbow, like like a like a thick. It's, it's not an elbow pad, but I just can't think of what it is. When I saw it, I knew what it was, but I can't think of the word right now. It's probably gonna pop in my head after this episode is over. But he puts that on, and he's like, "All right, I'm ready." At first, he's getting his butt whooped. He's getting his butt whooped, but then. One clean shot to Jeffrey's face. One, two, three. Jody wins. And I'm like, holy shit. Jody won a match. Maybe some of that hoodoo voodoo shit is actually, you know, in that elbow thing. It's not an elbow pad. I can't, I can't fucking think of it. It's not an elbow pad. It's an elbow pad? No, it's not. It's not a fucking elbow pad. So it got some fucking hoodoo voodoo, yeah, hoodoo juice up in there. <coughs> Sorry, guys. That's not Corona. I got fucking allergies and something in my throat. So then we get the main event, which is Mitch Hewitt versus Nolan Edwards versus Dilly, Dylan Derringer. This match was fucking insane. And I, 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 it was everywhere. It was so much going on. So many bot. It was just so, so much. But that ending to that match. The ending to the match, Nolan, of course, you know, Climbs up on top of that, you know, not climbs up the top, but he comes out with a win, okay? He comes out with a win, and after he wins, J. Rose did not announce him as the winner at first, and that did not make Nolan happy. So Nolan decided to, you know, uh, after J. Rose did finally announce him the winner, Nolan goes up to J. Rose and grabs him, and then look, and then he grabs his whole entire body and looks like he's about to like slam him to the ground, something like that, and the video stops, and J. Rose goes, do we have to watch this? And he sounds very upset that we have to watch him get, you know, his butt whooped by Nolan. So the we do press play on the video again. Uh, Nolan is putting J. Rose softly on the ground and calls J. Rose the biggest bitch that he knows, uh, biggest bitch that he knows, slaps him in the face and goes behind the curtain. And after that, I was just like mad as shit because I love Nolan. I, you don't put your hands on J-Rose. You don't. You don't put your hands on J-Rose. Not that wholesome creature that is J-Rose. Not that wholesome-ass person that is J-Rose. How dare you? How dare you, Nolan? What did he do to you? Did he not raise your arm fast enough? Did he not say your name fast enough like you wanted? That's just rude. How rude of you, Nolan. Nolan... Oh, God, Nolan, that was despicable, absolutely despicable. I am appalled that you said that, Uh, not said that. I'm appalled that you did that. I am just for shame, for shame, Nolan. So that was episode two of No Hook. Now we're all caught up. I want to talk about something that I actually went to over the weekend, you know, last weekend, just past weekend. I went to Jacksonville for two days in a row. That was fun. Fun times. Never, never going again. Never. Mm-mm. We're done driving to Jacksonville. I don't want to go. Night for an AEW show. I'm not going back to Duval County. I am done, done, done. But um, I got to go to a show by FEW, which is Fight and Evolution Wrestling. And they put on a hell of a damn show called Say It Loud. It was an all black show. They had... um black announcers the uh commentary table was black the wrestlers were black there were people there like the pulp elijah burke to course scopio jb cool fucking jtg a lot of talented people were in that building like the whoa she's amazing she's fucking amazing um but i'm not gonna lie um there were some issues. There were a little bit of issues. So me and my friend who went with me, we had VIP. We had VIP tickets. So we were supposed to get like a picture in the ring. We were supposed to get a t-shirt. We were supposed to, you know, get in early. Yeah, that never happened. We have been there since at least one something because the VIP doors are supposed to open at two o'clock. 
Um, we also got there early because we thought there'd be a kid's zone. And the ticket said from like 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. There would be a kid's zone. There'd be a video game station. There'd be face painting, live music, and in-ring activities. Haha. <laughs> yeah, none of that. When we got there, the doors were still closed. And there are some people's kids outside, but that's about it. There was no kid's zone. There was no face painting. There was no video games. None of that. We were just waiting in some chairs slash couch outside the doors where the event was. So two o'clock came and went. And so we're like, okay, so I guess no VIP doors, I guess. <laughs> so then 2.30 came and went. That's the all elderly, disabled, seated slash general admission we're supposed to go in. That didn't happen either. So then three o'clock happened. And that's when, you know, they finally opened the doors. Now, we thinking, oh, shit, this pitch going to be empty. Because, you know, where we were sitting, there was no one else sitting. Like, it looked kind of empty. We were kind of just real worried. We were real, real worried. So, um, when they did finally open the doors, we heard the music. And when we walked in, there was actually, you know, a good amount of people in that bitch. So, we're like, okay, you know, okay, okay. You know, you may have had some, you know, difficulties, you know, at first, because, you know, before, before we even went, we had to have some drinks, because we're like, all right, we gotta get loose, because right now we're all, like, stiff, you know, nervous, get some drinks and us, we'll be fine, by the way, there's a seafood place right by the hotel where it was, oh my god, when I tell you, when I tell you, that's some of the best seafood that I've had in a while, I'm kind of sad that they're not over here. I think it's called the Seafood Island Bar and Grill in Jacksonville. Oh my God, that place is so good. I'm so sad that uh, there's no real good seafood places by where I live here in East Orlando. At least I have not found one yet. The only one I found is really, really cheap. It's called Stonington's. It's all the way on the west side though. I live on the east side. So that's a little bit of drive. Nah, I'm not, you know, I'm not with the drive. Anyways, so back to the show. So so when we walked in, we did get to show our tickets and we did get our t-shirts with the sale out um, promo on it. It was great. Um, bell time was not at four. I think bell time was at five, I think is when they started. I think I, I didn't really check my clock. I didn't really, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I didn't check my clock. Um, they were very, so well, somewhat social distance. Um, the chairs were very close together. Where I was sitting, there was like a, row, a whole entire row. I think I sat right next to Elisha Burke's family. So I was like right next to like his brother, cousin, I don't know who. But I was like really close to him. And I was like, fuck, this is not social distancing. My friend sat behind me. And my other friend, who I actually met via Twitter, hey, boo. I actually got to meet some people that they actually saw me from Twitter. So I was like, oh shit, I'm not famous though. So I had to, I'm just gonna say this. I'm not famous at all. I'm just a girl who talks a lot of shit from Twitter and I have blue hair. That's it. Um, yeah. So, um, when the show started, they did the national anthem, but it's not what I thought it would be. It was actually lift every voice. <laughs> Lift every voice and sing actually came on. I was like, yo, am I in church right now? Like, <laughs> I was, it was, it was, it was something. It was definitely something. It was, it was, wow. <laughs> I was like, okay, I was transferred to um, church. Fuck a good second. So then out came the announcer for the night for the match. And I'm not going to sit here and lie. I kind of forgot his name. But he is with a tag team on the Indies uh, who I love. Uh, and their names are Culture Inc. They are beasts. And they follow me on Instagram. So I'm shocked they didn't even fucking recognize me. But that's completely fine. That's completely off the fucking... Um, subject anyways so um the first match was um between alex anthony and my homie robert martyr now a lot of people do not know that robert martyr is actually half black i think he's like half latino and also half black if i said that wrong robert please do not hurt me <laughs> but yeah um there the uh Ro alex kept calling him you know half breed and i'm just like that's just not nice he's black he's half black he's not a half breed He's black, okay? Even though he's half, that motherfucker's black, and that is my homie. And of course, the upside of the day 
Robert actually got the win. Now, after that, you know how, you know, when you see wrestling shows, it says card subject to change. Well, that's exactly what happened. You see, we were supposed to get about a good amount of women's wrestling, uh, women's uh, matches. But um, that kind of did not happen at all. Instead, we got like a big, huge women elimination match. Basic, uh, and Jazz was the, um, you know, the legend that is Jazz was the guest referee for the match. So basically in this match, two women start out the um, match and then whoever gets pinned first is eliminated and then the next woman comes out just, you know, one by one until the last two are in the ring. And then, you know, whoever wins that match is the winner. Now, this match, you know, it was it was kind of, you know, it was good. A little confusing because I was just like, okay, we're supposed to have, you know, a lot of these, you know, women were supposed to be in single matches, but they all ended up being in this elimination match. So I was just like, okay, cool, sure, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I was a little confused, but I mean, okay. But I did get to see some of my girls, like Janai Kai and um, Renee Michelle. Savannah Evans is fucking amazing. Like, dear God. But uh, uh, the La Rosa, oh my God, I love her. I didn't know I was following her until like I looked at her. I'm like, holy shit, I'm following her. She's fucking amazing. Love her. Um, but in the end, Red Velvet came out on top. I was so happy. I don't know. Uh, I think this is her last event on the indies, I think, because she's going to get signed to AEW because she gave a very emotional speech afterwards. And it was, you know, I got all emotional. I was a little choked up after that. So then after that, I think we went on a break. We were on a good break for like a good 10, 15 minutes. Uh, we listened to music. We were chilling. Um, they were dancing. You know, it was, it was nice. So then after that, we got a, a tag match between... Um, Oh, God. It was like a three. It was like, it was a bunch of tag. It was like three tag teams. Um, one of them, I'm going to have to say like two of them were um, locals, I guess. I, I had never heard of them or anything like that. So I was mighty, mighty confused. And oh, my God, look who's on. Sorry, I got, I got so distracted. I am so sorry. Um, Anyways, <laughs> so, um, so many tag matches I had never heard of. Except for Culture Inc. I was too excited when I saw Eli. I was like, Eli! But uh, yeah, they did amazing. I had never heard of any of these tag teams. I was like, okay, when they say card subject to change, they ain't fucking lying. Because this is going totally off the fucking fly. I, I was mighty confused. Me and my friends were just so confused. So then after that, um, uh, one Prince, Ag Prince Agudala? Came out, he is part of New Nation. He was supposed to have a tag match with the Pope Eli Elijah Burke and the Black Mamba JB Cool, but of course that never happened. So instead, he had a somewhat singles match against a somewhat singles comedy match against JB Cool. I'm not going to sit here and lie. We were entertained, but also mighty confused. Because, goddamn, when they say card subject to change, these motherfuckers not lying. I was so confused. I was like, this is totally off the card. This card, no. I was so super fucking confused. So then after that, we did get, um, not JB Cool. I think it was before that. Or something. Yeah, I think it was before that is when we saw, um, the Pope's match. Before the main event. And I'm not going to say her lie. I was barely paying attention. Like I didn't really care at that point. I, bitch was tired. I was so tired. It was so long. People, they were losing people in the crowd. Like that crowd was somewhat stacked. They were slowly leaving. So I was getting very bored. Not bored but tired. And once I get tired. My brain starts to shut down. I had like a good two hour drive. 
back to Orlando. So I was very tired. So I was like, all right, let's wrap it up now. I'm tired. So then we get the main event, and the main event is JTG. We all know who JTG is. He was one half of the tag team crime time. But you know, unfortunately, his tag team partner is no longer physically here with us, but he is always here spiritually. He will always hold Shad Gaspar's spirit high up in the air as he should because he died a fucking hero. That's point blank period. So this uh, fucking singles match, holy shit. Y'all, two core Scorpio, two cold Scorpio is 55 years old. Still hopping up the top rope like he has an age a damn bit. That motherfucker right there, he has not aged a bit. He's 55 years old. Still doing flips and trips, trips, tricks off the top rope like he is still in his fucking 30s. He's 55. 55, ladies and gentlemen. 50 fucking five. So then at the end of the match, um, Jazz and Two Course Two, oh my God, Two Cold Scorpio got their flowers as they should. Uh, some of the wrestlers in the back all came out and gave them, I think, awards and like, you know, basically showing them that, you know, giving the legends the flowers as they should that WWE has not done. Jazz is a fucking legend. She's a goddamn fucking legend, two-core Scorpio, fucking legend, and why he's not in that bullshit WWE Hall of Fame, I will never know, he doesn't even have to go in there, because we all know that the WWE Hall of Fame is bullshit, it's absolute bullshit, this, hello, they have Terry, Terry is in their Hall of Fame, so do we really want two-core Scorpio to be in the same Hall of Fame as Terry, really, no, I'm not gonna say you know, his wrestling name, because fuck that, he's lost my respect, he's lost my respect years ago, so no, I'm gonna call this motherfucker by his real goddamn government fucking name, and his name is Terry Eugene Bollea, okay, it is fuck Terry Bollea in this goddamn house, so we're not gonna call him what his wrestling name was, no, your name is Terry Bollea, your mama calls you Terry, I'ma call you Terry, you fucking son of a bitch, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you and all your fans, fuck you, anyways, I'm sorry, so at the end of the show, um, all the wrestlers came out, and pretty much gave their dues. They had uh, the Pope Elijah Burke gave a big huge speech. Um, to course, Scorpio gave a speech, um, somewhat. J- uh, did JTG speak? Yeah, JTG sort of spoke, but it was mostly Elijah Burke, and you know it was emotional, basically saying you know how hard they worked for this, and you know what happened during you know the show. Oh, sorry. Also, um, JB Cool spoke basically of how hard they worked to get this show off the ground and who had the idea first and you know what happened you know during COVID and all this shit blah 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 so other than you know the the you know the little flux the, the, the little technical shit that you know kind of annoyed me a little bit this show meant a lot it meant a lot to black people it meant a lot to black wrestlers it but should this should have put, you know, these black wrestlers on the map, not on the map, but like showing people that there are other talents that are not in WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan. Well, there's no black folks in New Japan, but you get what I'm saying. Like there's all this talent and they're mostly all black and here they are on the indies and that you should go check them out. You should go support them, you know, and these daring times that we're in right now and they put on you know they put on the show they really did yeah they may have some mishaps you know during the show but like every wrestling show the card is subject to change did it annoy me a bit yeah like i said a lie it annoyed the fuck out of me just a little tiny bit but it was a good show it was a good show i'm glad i went to jacksonville i'm glad i went i will not be going back to jacksonville because i'm not a fan of duval county that place is way too country for my ass. 
Okay, <laughs> I've been in Orlando for too fucking long. I don't want to go to fucking Duval County no more. That shit was just country, country, country as hell. But other than that, it was a good show. FEW, good job. Thank you for putting these black wrestlers on the show, showing all the talented people that are out here on the indies, especially who are black, especially who are female, especially um, giving Jazz and Two Cold Scorpio their dues, giving JTG his dues, because, you know, he's been in this game for a minute. He, J, JTG has been working his ass off. He's been using his grief to work harder and grind instead of, you know, falling down a hole of, like, depression and drugs and alcohol. I, I, I'm glad that he used Shad's death and that Shad didn't die in, didn't die in vain. So he's using that, 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 you know, the sadness and the depression and all that. He's using that to go out there and wrestle. Like, I, I'm glad to see JTG with a smile on his face because, you know, for a while we all know that he was completely out of it. We know that. He was grieving, as he should be, because he lost his friend. He lost his brother. But, you know, to see him wrestling against Tuco, it was amazing thing to watch. And, you know, to see the past go against, you know, the future that is JTG. JTG is the future. He was wrestling, you know, even though he, not stopped wrestling, but like, you know, when he wasn't with WWE anymore, now he's on the Indies, you know, he's out here showing his ass. As he, he's really good. He's a really, really good wrestler. And Too Cold is definitely a good wrestler. I, I, I'm a little afraid because, you know, the man is 55 years old and he out here doing flips and tricks at 55. So I'm just like, can you please, like, you know, sit down. Like, you're 55. <laughs> but other than that, it was a great show. Um, I loved it. It was fucking fantastic. And, yeah. So with that, I'm going to end this episode. Um, I will be back Next week, I don't know if I'll talk AEW or WWE. I'm still not, eh, eh. I don't want to be like everybody else and give you, you know, the rundown of what's going on in those fucking companies because who gives a fuck? They're both bullshit. <laughs> They're both bullshit and they got problems. Oh, MSK won. Yeah, that's like I say, MSK won. The boys won. Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. It's late as fuck. It's like 3 a.m. and I still got to edit this fucking thing. So, y'all know where to find me. You can find me on Twitter at SmileyBabyBoo. That's SmileyBabyBoo. You can follow the podcast at Black Russell Rep on Twitter. Um, also, if you want to do that OnlyFans, you know, find me, Smiley, the wild card. <laughs> it's, it's on my Twitter profile. I just got to, you know, edit that shit. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, um, yeah. I think it's either Smiley the Wild Card or the Wild Card Smiley. Something like that. It'll be in the description. No, it won't. But sorry. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm out of here. Till next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. And Booker T got a shot. The distraction worked. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Black Wrestle Rev. Until next time, take care.